0: This episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you, who donated $1 a month through Craft Sanity's Patreon page. Learn more at CraftSanity.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Ackerman-Haywood, and you're listening to the Craft Sanity Podcast, an interview show all about art, craft, and creativity. Well, if you couldn't express yourself, how would you de-stress yourself? And if you couldn't make and build and sing, You go crazy. Well, if you're going crazy, here's something amazing
1: to help you keep it together. One, two, crash.
0: Hello and welcome to episode 178. I'm going to be kicking out 178 and 179 in close proximity before the year ends. There's going to be two shows this week and the reason why I'm doing this is I want to get the word out for you all to participate in a really cool craft conference that's coming up. The Midwest Craft Con is going to be February 19th through the 21st. It's going to be a gathering that's going to happen in Columbus, Ohio. I am going to be headed down there to do some podcasting from the conference and record some interviews with some cool people that I meet down there. I would like to extend the invitation to all of you to join me down there. My guest on this show and my guest on the next show are people who are both involved. On this episode, I am going to be talking to Grace Dobish, who is the the one of the, one of three organizers, I think it would be informative, not just for people who are thinking about, you know, going to this particular conference, but those of you who might live further away and maybe on another continent even, and you're thinking, hmm, I'd like to start a craft conference by me. Okay, before we get to the talk with Grace, I would like to take a moment to thank my lovely Patreon sponsors. Thank you so much for contributing to keep this podcast going. I really appreciate it. I also want to thank Ted and his crew over at ACS. Homeandwork.com for sponsoring the show. I really appreciate their support as well. Head over to acshomeandwork.com to check out their tea tiles and other home goods. All right, so settle in for a conversation with Grace and learn all about the Midwest Craft Con. If you could kindly give us a little overview of what Midwest Craft Con is and what people can look forward to, and I am assuming there's still space for people if they want to sign up and, and join us in Ohio.
1: For sure. We've got for many more people Um, and really it's a more is the merrier situation for sure and Midwest CraftCon is a three-day business conference we're calling it like a creative retreat for makers crafters artists and really any type of creative business person and we're doing this in February in Columbus Ohio And it's our first time doing it as a group, but we did draw inspiration and a lot of our structure from Midwest craft caucus, which happened one time back in 2011. So, We're picking up the flag, me and my two organizers. Uh, So I run Crafty Supermarket in Cincinnati. And the other two organizers of Midwest CraftCon are Megan Green from Craft and Outlaws in Columbus and Britt Cherick from Crafty Mart in Akron. Sometimes,
0: you know, those of us who are super creative, we sometimes don't like the business aspect of it. I mean, there are people out there that thrive at both aspects.
1: -hmm. And love
0: the number crunching and the planning and all that and the organization that goes into it. But there are some of us, and I definitely tend to be probably leaning more to the the creative dreamer side of things, where I'm like, oh, I want to do all these things, and I have to really rein myself in sometimes and be like, hey, what about the business? You know, Um, (laughs)
1: like this is yeah. I mean, that's kind of who we have in mind for the programming of the conference. We're aiming it specifically at who we're calling mid-career makers. So it's not so much about starting a creative business as it is. This whole weekend is aimed at people who have a creative business. Maybe they're, you know, a year or two in. Maybe they're a decade in, and they just want to refine it, maybe pivot, get recharged, learn some new stuff, meet some new people, so that they can keep on building their business into what they want it to be. And so, you know, it's a it's the type of conference that we would want to go to ourselves. Because I've been to a number of craft conferences in the past. And aside from the fact that only two that I know of have ever happened in the Midwest, there was a craft caucus or craft con, I forget the name, in Pittsburgh back in like 2006 or 2007. And there was the first Midwest craft caucus in 2011. But aside from that, all of the craft business conference action has been concentrated on the coast that was also a big driver for us because there's so many people making a business from creative uh pursuits in the midwest we felt like there was a real opportunity to make something happen over here and since we're all craft show organizers we're and we're all insane you know we all have other jobs (laughs) as well um you know we were like it's, it's, it's like that adage, if you want something done, ask a busy person. Oh, yeah. Like, that's exactly what what's going on here.
0: I think it will be fun to talk to other creatives out there who are doing an independent business and have a live conversation. I've had so many conversations mm-hmm. that are via Skype or on the phone, and then I share those conversations with everybody else out there, and that's really fun. But there really is no substitution for the face-to-face conversation,
1: Yeah, and especially if that conversation, you know, maybe uh, it starts with a session like Stephanie Tardy Dweemstra out of Michigan. I actually know her. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I do. Are are you you, like in the same area? Well,
0: I was born in Detroit and I love to to watch with the the ladies from the other side of the state. I've got cooking there.
1: Yeah, and Stephanie wants to lead a session that's going to be kind of like small group creative problem solving which I absolutely love. Like it's going to be literally just a session in which people try to solve problems for each other. Like, and that's like the best possible thing. Like whenever I'm stuck, whenever I have a creative roadblock, it usually takes talking with a friend who is maybe interested, but doesn't have a horse in the game to give me some type of new perspective or ask me a question that I didn't think about before and get me dislodged and then moving on again. So the stuff like that, the type of thing where you have a conversation that maybe starts during a session and then it continues on over drinks and, you know, it, you could stay up talking all night potentially at Midwest CraftCon. And the fact that we're, you know, the whole thing is in a hotel. So, you know, you can straight up like have a six hour like jab session with somebody and just go for it, you know, right. There's, No limits to what type of interactions you could have. A lot of times new
0: ideas, new partnerships, new businesses grow out of just being able to meet because something tells me that how did you, Britt and Megan meet? Did you guys meet? Did you know each other before you started running your own
1: markets? I think I met Megan for the first time when I sold at Craft & Outlaw's. It may have been before she took over because she took the reins for craft and outlaws from the person who founded it. But I've known Megan probably for close to a decade. She had mentioned to me that she was thinking about picking up the Midwest craft caucus, trying to start it up again. And then separately, I had been emailing with Brit from crafty Mart just because our show dates always end up being on the same days. And it's just because they're great weekends and our venues happen to have the same requirements. And so I think I was emailing with Britt about dates, probably something along the lines of like, oh, our holidays are the same weekend again. Why do we keep doing this? But she mentioned that she was just in the process of getting Crafty Mart to be an actual nonprofit, a 503C organization. And she really wanted to focus on education and was thinking about starting up a craft business conference. And I was like, oh, hold up. <laughs> um, you need to meet Megan from craft and outlaws. And then I introduced them via email. They, I think they had, you know, conversed on the internet before, but weren't close by any means. And then as they were starting to talk about what was going on, I, I was just like, you guys have so many ideas that I want to throw in with this. Like I wasn't, I really wasn't trying to get another project in my life. This sounds amazing, and I have so many ideas, and I really want this to be successful. So we became a triad. Britt met me and Megan for the first time in California this summer when we all met to uh, go to this conference in Palm Springs that's like completely unscheduled. It's a completely radical, unconference, kind of creative community. And so the first time I ever met Britt in person was when she picked me up from LAX. (laughs) that's awesome and same for Megan uh Britt picked her up from LAX and then they uh then we all had to share a hotel room together (laughs) so you're like I hope I like these ladies you know (laughs) right
0: (laughs) and so it sounds like you guys survived that experience you're still oh my god yeah it was so fun it was so fun (laughs) so great (laughs) so why don't you
1: uh give people a little bit of a rundown on who's going to be there yeah, the the keynote speakers are ridiculous. Um, Abby Glassenberg is someone who I've known from the internet and from podcasts and everything for uh, a year or two, and I've never met her in person. So I'm super excited to see her speak and finally get to meet her in person. Um, and then the other keynote speaker is Lisa Congdon, the absolutely amazing illustrator and painter who lives out in Portland, and she's a friend of mine. I've I've met her. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember that when I first met her, but I've known her for a number of years. She's super lovely. And uh, she's an example of an artist who who kind of got like a late start in the art game, but has just been killing it. She's super inspirational. And I'm, I'm really excited that we're bringing her to Ohio. And she's actually got like some Ohio roots, too, which is really funny. Those are the two big names, but we've got about two dozen other craft business speakers and um, experts who are going to be with us from around Ohio and around the Midwest, as far away as, I mean, Portland and Baltimore and Tennessee, I believe. Uh, I can't remember all the names right now. I feel so bad. No, it's okay. People
0: (laughs) people can go to MidwestCraftCon.wordpress.com.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, in our topics, we have a legal expert, a lawyer who specializes in small business, um, who's going to be talking about a lot of really important topics. And we'll have some uh, people from the craft community who are talking about wholesale, marketing, social media, those business topics that you – that it's hard to keep up with and that there's always something new happening. Um, But we've also got some sessions on, like, mindfulness, uh, planning – um, creativity, recharging. So it's, I think it's gonna be a nice mix of holistic kind of sessions with hardcore businessy sessions. People are not going to get bored. There'll be a good mix. Oh yeah. No, you won't get bored. And, and we're also building in really long breaks for meals so that you have a chance to continue these conversations over well, lunch. Can and I dinner. say
0: thank you for that? Because how many conferences <laughs> have you gone to where, it's you look at the schedule and you have to choose between eating or the going to something. For those of us uh, Midwestern folks who <laughs> we we have to kind of will ourselves sometimes through the the difficult winter months. And this is you know on one hand people are like oh you know summer is so much better to have a conference, but I think actually the more I've thought about this, I'm like I'm really glad it's in February because it we kind of I think we all can benefit from a winter boost, you know
1: <laughs> just, mm-hmm. being able to get a shot in the arm <laughs> of creativity
0: and inspiration and go back and just get back to it at you know back at home because um the winters can be so long.
1: it's really true winters winters can be so rough, and too if if you're a maker who's selling at craft shows November december you know you are doing nothing except making and shipping and selling. And January you're probably dead to the world. And so February, perhaps you're thinking about emerging from your chrysalis.
0: Right. And you're getting your you know, mojo back a little bit. Re
1: entering society, but it's not yet like spring, summer festival season. So yeah, that was definitely part of our thinking for this.
0: I think it's gonna be fun. And so um but obviously in order to make this this, this a weekend happened, you know, you need, you know, you need people that are going to be like, yeah, I'm
1: totally going to Ohio in February. Mm-hmm. It's going to be yeah, awesome. Yeah. And that <laughs> was the awesome thing. Like um, seeing we had, we had like an early bird rate for the first month or two of selling tickets. And it was really cool to see those registrations come in. I mean, for people we knew, but also for people we didn't know, and as people register, we add them to our private Facebook group where people can, you know, just we're we're talking business already. People are um, sharing advice and um, finding, you know, rooms to share or people to caravan with if they're driving in from out of town. Um, and it, it's been really cool to also see people kind of uh, notice each other in the group. They're like, oh, my God, you're coming. That's so cool. Like. It, it, it's really funny um, how far it's kind of reaching already.
0: I know that every single person has a story and I know that uh, you didn't just wake up one day and decide, Hey, I'm going to be part of this craft uh, organizing this uh, this creative uh, business conference. So if you can give us a little background, uh, where did you grow up? I grew up near Cleveland. Okay. So you've been a Ohio gal the whole time.
1: Pretty much, except I spent two years in Germany as a teenager, and I did a year of college in upstate New York, and then I lived for a year and a half after college in Pittsburgh. So I bounced around a little bit, but um, against all odds, I, I am back. I, I've been in Cincinnati now for more than eight years.
0: What did you create, maybe growing up? I mean, were you someone who was always making things, or what was mm-hmm. your, oh, what was your sure. story leading to this? Yeah, no, I... um.
1: I got into printmaking um, in junior high school. We did, you know, linoleum cut. Oh, and... I love
0: printmaking. Love
1: it. Yeah. And, so and, much. I mean, it was it was just something that I really got got attached to. I I'd always loved paper. Like I was the kid who collected notebooks and wouldn't write in them because they were too nice, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and so paper was always a draw for me. And then when I discovered printmaking, I was super, super into it. And when, like, my – I think like some of my classmates in you know junior high school in a, in a tiny town of 5,000 people, some of them were making like Nike swooshes as their linoleum cut. I did a Warhol-esque soup can and just like went to town on it. And I just kept on doing um, lino cuts after that. I studied journalism in college. And where did you go to school? I started out at Ithaca College. And then I went to Germany for a year and then um, I came back and finished my degree at Kent state, which I really, really loved. But on the side of taking journalism classes, I was always taking an art class or two, just a hobby that was also quickly a side business. I took a book binding class my freshman year of college that really spoke to me. And I started doing pieces on commission for friends and, um, started a website to sell my, sell my cards at ridiculously low prices. (laughs) Um, And uh, so, I mean, I, I, I've been selling my stuff since like 2002 or 2003, I think. And then started selling at craft shows in 2004 um, in Cleveland and then Pittsburgh. And yeah. And so I, I just, um, I got into like the online crafty community in like 2000, 2001 like so many people did, um, crafty message boards were just like a, a huge way for us to find each other. And um, and, and that's how I, I got into it. And honestly, a lot of the people I met on those crafty message boards are still some of my good friends to this day. So your degree,
0: your college degree is in journalism, but it sounds like you mm-hmm. never, never stop making stuff.
1: Right. When I was a magazine editor for many years, crafting was really like a release. After sitting at a desk all day, staring at a computer all day, I really just wanted to make something with my hands. Doing my craft business on the side was—it was fun, but it was also a, a way to earn extra money because you know journalism pays, uh, <laughs>
0: let's say modestly. Yeah, um, it's a calling. It's a—it's a calling. Really, it's not—it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. Right, kind of like
1: crafting you know it's yeah kind just, of like crafting uh, and
0: it's really funny yeah. because yeah our backups are, are the other thing we do it's like oh yeah we do journalism and then we do oh yeah we we're crafters too you know <laughs> it's
1: like, right. yeah yeah but okay. <laughs> i make my big my money
0: i make my big money in my crafting
1: that's where i get my big money oh. <laughs> yeah but i mean this year i was doing a lot of printmaking cards i was binding books for a long time a few years ago i started making hand carved stamps but this year, I actually, I lived in Germany for three months over the summer. I went back to stay with my host mom from when I was 16, actually. Oh, cool. um, which and, was and how old are you amazing. now? How much time had passed? And, oh, my God, like 16 years. Wow. Uh, cool. I hadn't seen her 2002. I guess I hadn't seen her in 13 years. But the first time I lived with her was 17 years ago. So like a whole nother lifetime had gone by since I first you know, randomly got assigned to live with her family, but it was such a uh, an amazing experience and a really transformative experience for me. And so I went. I'm I've been a freelance journalist now for three years, and I just had this crazy idea to live abroad again, sublet my apartment here to cover my rent and uh, my flights, and just worked from Germany for the summer, which was super cool, really reinvigorating. And, and I also realized that, like you were saying, journalism is really a calling and I, I've had a lot of great successes in my journalism career this year. So I decided to step back from crafting for myself so much. I'm still selling my zines online, but I I'm not really selling my the more time intensive things that I used to make a lot. So Um, that's been, that. it's been an interesting year. Are you still printing? Not the moment. I mean, I have all my stuff. It's all in my basement right now. But, um, before I left for Germany for the summer, I I had to, I had to decide what to do with my studio space because I was renting a studio, sharing it with a friend. And I was essentially going to be using it as a storage space uh, for the summer. And I felt like that was, wasn't really a good use of my money. So I took everything back, put it in my basement and, um, and it's still there. So I might get back to it, but right now I've just realized that I get a lot of joy from making things happen that facilitate other people doing stuff. So I'm just trying to roll with that for now. Yeah. You know,
0: I think everyone goes through phases where you just, it's sometimes good to kind of take a step back and decide, where you're going to go next, and in the meantime, I mean, it doesn't sound like this, it's not exactly like you're sitting idle on the couch, I mean, you know,
1: (laughs) I mean, I am right now, like, currently,
0: (laughs) (laughs) well, you're working, though, you're, you're, this is all part of the, part of the, um, you know, you're promoting the the big conference, I have a smaller press that I'm thinking about bringing to the conference, and that's kind of weird, but I kind of want to print, I want to print there, Um, oh my god, you should, (laughs) Mm-hmm. So yeah, i yeah, like, yeah, yeah I think that. I should do that. And what we can do is just put up, like, I'll just bring like some clothesline or something that we can hang up somewhere. Oh, obviously, oh with with That's the cool. with the approval of the folks at the hotel. Like, I'm not going to deface the, the, I'm not going to pound <laughs> nails in or anything crazy. But we'll figure something out. And it would be really fun to do some prints. And yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool to. Uh, that would be kinda, amazing. Yeah, oh, kinda, I
1: also yeah. want to note that the hotel has already told us that we're not allowed to bring glitter. Oh <laughs> so, that my eye. <laughs> Alright, well you know what?
0: That's okay. Cause I don't use glitter a lot. Um so I think I'll uh, I was
1: really hoping to glitter bomb some people, but they have uh, preemptively Did they actually did okay, did you hotel, ask the question or did they
0: say that, like, oh by the way, you can't have glitter? Like,
1: did you ask <laughs> like how did that come up? <laughs> It was actually, it's just like, in, I think it's their boilerplate contract. It would be <laughs> really, really funny, though, if they told us that, like, upon meeting us. They're like, yo, but seriously, guys, no glitter. Because no glitter. they could, like, no tell no that glitter. we were going to. That'll be part of, like, CraftCon lore. Well, okay,
0: so glitter aside. So you've kind of taken a step back from the making as much as you used to, but your zine is still available. And where can people get that if they want to... Order your zine. Will you be bringing them with you to the? If someone wants to swap or buy it or whatever, oh. can they can they
1: you get know, a, that from a you? A zine swap is an awesome idea. Actually, we might add that to the social calendar. Like, if anybody wants to buy it, order them online. Um, my website is just gracedobush dot and I've got a link to my Square shop. Okay. Um, up in up in the sidebar on that, and um, I got a couple zines. I really like zines as a method of combining both my love of art and my love of journalism because Mm -hmm. all of my zines are kind of story based. Right. And many of them are nonfiction. So I really like zines as a form of storytelling and, you know, maybe I could see myself doing more with that in the coming year, like doing a new zine or two and just seeing what happens.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe I'll get inspired and make a zine after you get back from the conference. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you'll make one before too so you'll have a new one a fresh one no pressure, yeah. no pressure um, <laughs> <laughs> well, and there is going speaking of that though there is going to be um it, like a mini kind of market it sounds like you're gonna have um some of these people that are coming it sounds like there'll be an opportunity for people to shop a little bit if they want to
1: yeah, yeah, mainly speakers who have books or or zines or um, we also will have a number of sponsors and partners who will be on site with a little so we're calling it a trade show but it's going to be a very um, motley crew of a trade show there are a lot of people
0: who are listening who might be a little bit more reserved and maybe they're working in their studio right now and they're you know not super outgoing when it comes to like the idea of like driving or flying to a conference But what benefits have you had personally from making that in-person connections with people? Is there anything that you wish maybe uh, you would have known or you want people to know now so they maybe um, just go ahead and, you know, put themselves out there and load up the car or get the plane ticket
1: and head head to Ohio in February? I can definitely see how coming to a conference, maybe coming to a state where you've never been before. Uh, might be intimidating or um, unknown, but this is the type of event that's going to have echoes for years to come. I think the the effects short-term will be new friendships and new connections, maybe some new ideas, but the effects, I mean, you, I, I don't even know what types of things might come out of this. We have a lot of cool things planned. We are trying to get a book editor to join us as well. And so, you know, someone could potentially pitch a book idea and end up getting a book deal from coming to this conference. Someone could meet a new business partner and head down a new path of entrepreneurship. I like making plans for things where anything could happen. For Mm -hmm. example, buying a plane ticket to go to Europe for three months. And I have a general idea of what's going, what I could do or what that could be like, but I don't actually know what's going to happen. And that is super exciting for me. The conference where me and Britt and Megan all hung out at in June, which by the way, I flew from Dusseldorf to Los Angeles for, um, which is grueling. Uh, was kind of based all on the concept of saying yes, that rule in improv where everything you do is supposed to be a yes and situation. Mm -hmm. You know, don't fight wherever something is going in the conversation, like play off of it and keep that conversation snowballing until it goes into a place you didn't even know it was going to go into. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what we really want to encourage. Um, You know, just encourage... Positivity, collaboration, um, exploration, all types of good stuff that could just have effects for years to come.
0: All right. Well, now that we've built it up, we just need all these people to show up and help make it happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's totally. all we need. You know, I just want to thank you, Grace, for reaching out to me and inviting me to be part of this because I'm really excited about it. So, thank you so much. That's oh,
1: going to be mega fun. Thank
0: you. A special thanks to Grace for coming on the show to get the word out about Midwest CraftCon. And I really do hope to see some of you listeners there. That would be awesome. So, And if, if any of you are already signed up to go, uh, that would be really cool to know that. So please get in touch. You can send me an email, Jennifer at Let's set up a time to chat. I think it would be really fun to meet as many of you and talk to as many of you as I can. And I know obviously there are limited hours in the day, but I am someone who lives in a perpetual state of denial. I live in a state of denial about how many hours there are in the day. So clearly I'll be driving to this conference. So I need to, I'm obviously going to need to sleep at some point, but I plan to record as many hours of conversation as I possibly can. So with that in mind, please do get in touch. And even if you can't make it down to uh, Midwest CraftCon uh, and you have a story to share, I'm going to be recording a new batch of shows for 2016. So get in touch. Let me know what your story ideas are. I'd love to hear them. Again, it's Jennifer at CraftSanity.com, or you can find me on Instagram pretty much every day. All right. So thanks again to my Patreon sponsors and the cool folks over at acshomeandwork.com for making this show possible. I really, really appreciate it. And now I'm going to go work on editing one more show for 2015. Then I'm going to close it out. I'm going to close out the year with a great interview with Lisa Congdon. So check back for that. Uh, that's going to be fun. Give you a little preview to what you can expect if you're going to go to Midwest craft Con. In the meantime, Craft Sanity, my friends. It works for me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast. To support the show, click the Patreon link at craftsandy.com to donate $1 a month or buy a handmade loom or magazine at craftsandy.etsy.com.
1: Same time next week will be